Hello, what's up? It is five o'clock in the morning. Um, at some point, my brother is gonna wake up to pray, but I'm trying to be as quiet as possible before that time comes. Um, I just had a few things that I wanted to say. And it all stems from this conversation that I had with my father where I realized how much my reality was being rejected by him and not just him, but by, by, you know, the rest of my family as well. Um, He had said something along the lines of basically like, you know, I didn't want to have like a black sheep in the family, you know, and I was like, I am a black sheep, like, that's a fact, there's nothing that will ever change that, you know, and there's something else that he had said that I can't remember, but it was before the black sheep comment, and I just realized, I was like, yo, like, and mind you, this whole conversation is as he's looking at pictures of me in high school. And when I would look at those pictures, I would just not feel the same way. Like, obviously, he's looking back on it with, you know, strong emotion and with, you know, um, regrets. And just, you know, he's looking back and he's just like really feeling it nostalgic right he's also nostalgic and I was looking at those pictures and I was like ill like and not ill because of that stereotypical you look at your younger self and you think ill even though I did have moments like that because we don't take photos like we used to but um an ill to the fact that I was a teenager who had all these emotions that I did not understand, let alone know how to properly express, and literally my life in the last two years especially has been the result of those emotions never having had the chance to be properly expressed and to be properly understood. So he's showing these things to me, like, you know, I miss this girl, like, I wish you could go back to this girl, and it just looks, it's ridiculous to me. I'm just like, that girl's never coming back, because first of all, that girl was literally suicidal, like, she was in a horrible place, was feeling horrible things, and yeah, she was smiling, but she was a child, she was just doing what she was fucking told, right? And it also, oh, I think this was it, where he showed me a picture of myself when I was living on my own about, I think, like, three years ago. And he did not like the photo. He was like that I looked like a woman in distress. And it was literally me smiling, the biggest smile I had ever smiled out of all the pictures he'd ever shown me from my childhood and also and I shouldn't say childhood because these were pictures of my teen years but there was no photo where I smiled as much as I smiled 
in that one and also my hair was not braided it was just out like this is um I think a year after I had shaved my head and I looked at that picture of me and I was like I do not see somebody in distress I just see someone who's like smart like I was and I remember when I took that photo like I was genuinely happy <laughs> I was really really happy and so it just confirmed to me I was like oh my god like he like every like everything I've ever said everything I've ever known and he's not special in this 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 applies to the rest of them as well but it's just this thing of like my role was more valued than I was as an individual or as a person and that confirmation that realization like and that's not a new realization it's just this, I don't know, just hit differently, maybe because my frontal lobe is finally done developing, and I'm just kind of like, all right, and right now in my life, like, I'm going through a, a very big struggle between, I don't know, this one astrologer that I follow on Instagram, I'm so annoyed, like, she's been saying so much this year, like, one foot in one life, and one foot, like, one foot in the old life, and one foot in the new life, but I really do finally feel that way now, where it's like I feel myself like moving dimensions. Like that's how it feels. I don't mean that in like a spiritual way. Like I, I just I mean that in a metaphorical sense. Like I well not all simile anyway, but it's just like I um I just feel myself moving away from this existence that I've always known into a new and more authentic existence and I am very happy to go into this new and authentic existence like more than anything like it it seems like and not even seems it feels like heaven on earth because it's something that I've never experienced and I've always dreamt of experiencing which is really I don't want to use the word escaping because of the connotation of escapism but really being freed from this um, this role, this responsibility, this performance that's expected of me, this um, person that I am expected to be like I'm ready to kill that person like I'm ready for that person to just die and no longer be and in that moment and that conversation with him like I realized there was really nothing to lose what was lost has been lost and this new chapter this new book honestly it's not even a chapter it's just it's a whole new book right, whole new volume, um, of my life is a volume that makes everything before it just a prequel, just a, you know, just so you have a little, a little foundation, a little understanding of how we got here specifically, but that it's its only purpose, that's its only point, you know, it, does not define the story whatsoever it's just integral to it and I that something I had said in a previous trailer for this podcast but I deleted the trailer 
Um, I wish I knew how to put it back, but maybe I'll figure it out later. Anyway, my point is, is that, um, there is really no big loss that I am, you know, going to experience besides the relinquishing of the loss, the void, the emptiness that I felt when I was younger, the emptiness that I felt pretty much my whole life up until this point, right? It's letting that go. And it's interesting because my dad reminiscing and looking back on those photos and stuff, he was saying things that I feel he should have said a long time ago. He's realizing things and feeling things that he should have noticed and realized a long time ago. And with therapy and just getting better, I can finally see what it is that I've been feeling, right? The best way I can describe it is like, I knew that there was a wound. I knew there was something stabbing my heart. But now with healing and getting better, I can finally see the knife. Like I see the knife appearing. And once it's done, once it's clear in my view, when I can clearly see it, I can finally pull it out right? And honestly, I didn't even know the shit was in my heart. Like, I knew my heart was hurting, but again, it's, I didn't see the knife there. Now I see the knife appearing, and I can't wait to just pull it out, right? Because that knife was never mine. So once it's removed, I will heal, which will not be an overnight process. I'm already in the process of healing, but it's not over yet. I will heal, and then once I heal, I will be whole, right? And the the knife, whatever owns that knife, now has to experience getting that knife back. And all of the things that are attached to that knife, they have to make peace with, reconcile with, deal with it's not my burden to bear anymore I've done my part I carried out my responsibility and I wanted to record this quick episode because I needed to hear this out loud you know this process has not been easy whatsoever and I always think about deleting this podcast and starting over but I never really want to Because it's important that these things are not only said, but that it's accessible to me. Because I could unpublish everything, but I do have pride in this. I had a lot of shame in this podcast before because I had a lot of shame in myself. But now I just have pride Not pride because I think it's perfect, not pride because I think it's good, but pride because it's real. It's real. 
And in this world, in this current time, in this life, that is the most valuable thing you can have, is something that is real. Most people can't recognize real from fake anymore. It's not entirely their fault, but it's their responsibility to change. And before I go, one last thing I did want to talk about, and I don't have answers for this, but I just wanted to say it so that when I revisit it, I have this seed planted here. But my dad has been saying a lot that life is not fair. And I hate that notion. I've always hated it when he said it. Because he always seemed to use it as a reason to not go about change. When I was younger, he would say that to me when I would talk about equality, social justice, human rights. And I would get mad because I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Water is wet. Okay. Floods are still horrible. And precautions need to be taken to ensure that this wet water does not destroy and kill people more than it already has. Or, I don't know how to word it, but basically, like, people don't have to die if we can learn to understand this and work with it. And that's in the flood, you know, example analogy specifically anyway. But now, when he says it, it, it's more so in response to his life. And it's hard for me to reconcile my beliefs about fairness in life with his sentiments behind those words. Because his childhood was not fair to him. And you could argue that his culture wasn't fair to him, his work wasn't fair to him, people in his life wasn't, were not fair to him. But as his daughter, from what I've seen, he's had opportunities to change his situation, and he didn't do it. And I know things are hard, but there's never really a right time to do anything. There isn't a correct, an accurate, a timely time to do anything. There, there's never an easier time to do anything. I genuinely believe that. Because everyone's timeline is different. But if something's hard... It will always be hard. It doesn't just stop being hard because of a different time. So it's hard for me to, like I said, reconcile how I feel about life being fair, which is that life may not be fair, but it's balanced. 
And I really, really believe that. I really do. It's not fair, but it's balanced. I think fair is very subjective. And I think that we as human beings, especially when assessing our own situations, are too emotional and short-sighted to genuinely be able to discern fairness within a situation. We're too biased. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're meant to have a perspective. We're meant to be subjective. But that's why life will never be fair. Because life is objective. It's just cause and effect. And it's not just cause and effect within our own lives or from our own actions. But everything and anything in existence. And that's so much more than we'll ever know. That's so much more than we'll ever understand. But if you throw a ball... It will move. And to me, that's just balanced. If something happens, there will be consequences. That's just balance. And it may not be fair, but water is wet. That's not, I don't know what to do with that phrase. I have never known what to do with that phrase. And I don't think I will ever know what to do with that phrase. Life is not fair. And constantly reminding yourself of that is not productive. And it's not helpful. It can be in moderation with balance but constantly thinking that to yourself constantly reminding yourself of that is just hurting you I believe it creates a powerlessness because it is true from your perspective life will never be fair and it's not just you it's every other human being with a biased point of view it will never be fair but I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that phrase. And I'm not naive. I'm sure I'll say it many times in my life. I'm sure I'll feel it and understand it in a way that he does that I do not at this point in my life. But it will not change. I mean, I I can't really say this because I can't speak for future me, but I do believe that it will never genuinely change the philosophy that I hold which is that life is not fair but it's balanced and sometimes the scales of balance are not fair to you or to any other human being in this planet I think it's so easy to look at a life that you don't know or understand and elevate it And because that is so easy, I will never take it seriously when someone compares their life to somebody else's, especially if it's by putting themselves below that person. 
It's just not necessary. It's not productive. Because it does not change whatever actions must be taken or whatever consequences must be lived through. That's what I mean by I don't know what to do with that phrase. But anyway, I'm done. Life is not fair, but it's balanced. And that's not magical. That's not better. In fact, it's acknowledging the truth. It's acknowledging the pessimism, the cynicism, the sadness, the futileness of life. There's a futility. I don't know. What's the word? Let's look it up. Few is it fu- is futility a word? Futility. Oh, futility. LOL. Futility. I'm crying. It's futility. Fuel, fu- y'all heard it. Wait. Futility. No, that's that's it. Sorry, that's fluidity. Fuel fuel. Yup. Y'all were there. Y'all heard it. Futile. But look, we alive. We here. We doing it. So let's just do it. The pendulum always swings. That's another philosophy. I have from the, I think since I was like a little girl. I know I've I've been telling myself that since I was like middle school and I like heard that phrase again, but ever since I was a little girl and I like knew about uh the what are they, the Newton balls, those balls, whatever. After that, I was like, yes, the pendulum always swings, period. That is a philosophy I've had ever since I was a little girl, and that's important because that means that if I still have it, it's something that I've carried through my whole life, and it's always proven true. The pendulum always swings. It's just that sometimes that swing be moving mad slow, mad slow, mad slow, just mad slow. And you got to pray, okay, that when it's moving slow, it's during a good time. Because when that shit moves slow during a bad time, when it's during a bad time, you just be sitting there like, so did the pendulum just get stuck in between or like, where's the pendulum right now? I thought you bitch ass supposed to be swinging. What happened? Where are you? I'm still waiting for that pendulum to swing. I'll be real with you. It's been a couple years, but whatever, whatever. I just tell myself, look, that pendulum owes me the same amount of years, at least, at least when it goes the other direction, because this is ridiculous. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm going to go now. I have not been sleeping well, and I think it's because I'm like, taking anti I took antidepressants but I have not been consistent about it and my therapist was like yeah like that's gonna make the side effects worse so I think it made the side effects worse aka one of the side effects is insomnia and I'm just like Jesus Christ this is really intense and if it weren't for the fact that I was black these dark circles that exist underneath my eyes right now bruh bruh they're so bad they're so bad but I look really young, and like I said, my skin is melanated, so it's like, you can't, like, you can't really see it unless you got the eye, like, unless you have an eye that, like, really looks at a person's face, like, you won't see my dark circles, 
but they aren't there and I hope they're reversible reverse oh my god reversible because I know I've been going through it but I won't always be going through it and I just hope that when I'm not going through it these dark circles just aren't there anyway they're not really they're not really that bad but they're bad enough where I can notice it and if I were white they'd be really bad like because I'm telling you the melanated like backdrop is making it worse not worse making it better trust me anyway thank you for listening um have a good one a one of whatever the fuck whenever the fuck you're listening to this have a good one bye